so many things now with like stealing money from people on the internet for stuff for like a product that's not worth it yeah like a patreon like they have subscriptions now for everything i mean is have you ever thought of like i mean some people can maybe you know i was just thinking about this the other day most patreons are what like seven bucks a month mm-hmm. that's such a nice thing to do is to give someone you're supporting just an ex- you have an extra bill now every month you pay them seven bucks but it's not like spectrum it's like your friend steve yeah steve is giving you and I mean, that's my thing. It's like, is it ever really, it's not about what they're giving you. I think it's more your half of it. You're supporting the person than freaking you're, you know what I'm saying? It's not the product. It's just annoying. Cause I feel like a one time, like, Hey, here's 15 bucks to follow your dreams is a nice thing to do. But then like, I'm on the hook oh, now every month to first like fulfill your dreams. It's a bill. Yeah, it's, it's, that's what I'm saying. You're a utility. Someone becomes a utility. You're like a second Netflix for the guy. That's insane to think about. It's I such mean, a nice thing to do. I mean, I would do it for, I would do, I mean, if you put something out once a month, I think you're being, you're being good. Your, your, uh, your artwork is free. So, oh, thanks. Yeah. 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 Um, guys, welcome back to a new episode of the Maddie Chimber podcast. This is uh, an exciting time because again, like I said, last episode, it's not just me anymore. I have um, decided to not duplicate myself. I decided to just reproduce and uh, have guests on the episode. And, you know, it's a good move. It's a good move. I think people, you know, as as much as we want to feel important out here, I think uh, the people want to, they like interactions. We've seen yeah. crowd work clips. They like, they like seeing people talk. Yeah. They like tension. Exactly. There's tension with her. And I, I felt, I mean, even you're a good friend. Amir Kabiri, stand-up comic, ex-musician. Ex-musician, yeah. Yeah, I don't really play first, anymore. First musician evolved to comic. I have some, I did some research. So I know a little. <laughs> We're going that far back. I'm just saying, so um, I don't think there'll be tension per se, but I mean, <laughs> there might be where I think the conversation might run dry. I mean, I think I have five minutes of material. <laughs> And the rest is going to hear it. And the rest is going to be crowd work with you. Oh, I, great! But uh, what yeah. do you got? I mean, I if, Amir's a good, a great guest because you know he he doesn't exactly embody mo- most people out here in Los Angeles or in entertainment. I mean, you came from entertainment because you started with music, correct? Yeah, I moved out here to become a guitarist on the Late Night with Conan O'Brien, which I failed at. I like Amir too because I never know if he's lying. <laughs> Everything you say sounds like it could be a lie, and then you do research and you realize, holy crap, that was all true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in 2011, I ended up becoming an intern, but did hang out with Jimmy Vivino, the guitarist on the Max Weinberg 7. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to go to Cranes on Wednesday nights and watch him play blues. Nice. Yeah. The way you say blues seems more musician than I. Um, So so you came out here for for music. I mean, I knew that was a thing. I didn't know that was strictly for like an actual job, but... uh, No, not really. I mean, I didn't come out here for any purpose other than just to leave where I was. Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of the South. Fuck out of there. But, you know... And then years of music. How many How many years were you a musician for? I mean, I started playing guitar at 12. I got pretty serious right away. We were like gigging, me and my friends at right. 14. And then studied jazz in school 
and then um, pretty much broke my finger playing pickup basketball and just stopped. It really? was the most tragic ending to a passion ever. That's like when, uh, you know, <clears throat> NFL players like blow an ACL. Yeah, but not playing football. It's flip-flop. It's like biking on the boardwalk. It's like, fuck, there goes my career, you know? Was it, did you get like swatted? Was that like kind of embarrassing? No, no, no. It was actually, I went for a steal. A steal. <laughs> I went for a steal. Not even the fun part. You're playing deep. You're playing too defense. good of defense on pickup basketball. Pickup basketball defense ruined my musical career. I mean, did you guys win? Like, did it, did it was the game? You know, I think we might have tied or something. It wasn't like an exciting day. I thought I jammed my finger and then I went home. And it hurt so bad. I just didn't do anything about it, which if I had done something about it, maybe, you know. I mean, one time, so I played baseball in college. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I did. And at the time, my my girlfriend from back then, she came up to visit, and my, my hometown friend was there. I mean, dudes growing up, we act gay together. I mean, we, yeah, yeah. we say silly things. This, I mean, it's just how guys bond, oddly enough. I mean, even when I shut the door for the podcast, I go, this feels weird like that i had to shut the door but anyways and we're in here and we're in here so so anyways uh she got drunk she would have a tendency to overreact and then um me and my buddy just said an offhanded like silly homoerotic thing like joking like friends do yeah and she started crying and she's like oh you and your friend are gay together got in a huge fight long story short i punched a wall hurt my pinky and i couldn't pitch whoa so wait, she she triggered you like that? Your ex girlfriend? It was. I mean, that what I, she didn't go. You two are gay. I say, what the f? Punch the wall. It wasn't like that quick. <laughs> it was like a process. Why do you think that bothered you so much? It was more. It was the fight that happened later. She started the fight with that, and I okay. was like, "What are you talking?" It was like funny. Okay. And then you know our clear incompatibility just took its course. Wow. It's wow. like a conveyor belt. I feel like fights are like something throwing something on a conveyor belt and then once it's on once it's on there it just has to run its course oh yeah you got to finish it so i couldn't pitch damn but that probably felt great to punch through the wall no it didn't go through a wall oh and if anything i didn't even punch it correctly i hit it with the side of my hand oh god to the point where look at the distance between these two fingers right here oh, and then and then yeah it's still fucked up a little yeah so wow is yours still effed up a yeah, little it is yeah up? it doesn't look at that it has a crooked I mean, I can still play. It's just, you know... I, or two pinky injuries. Two pinky... <laughs> that's, that is... That's the name of this episode, just pinky injuries. <laughs> just, that's like a weak man fact, I feel like. Yeah, I got a pinky injury that changed the course of my life. Damn. So, you, so the injury, basically, you had a rehab period, which didn't allow you to do music. It, it was at the stem into comedy? or Because <clears throat> based on some information, I, I you know, I'm curious... Did that get you looking in other areas? Well, no, actually, I um, when I was at Conan, we used to do this thing where um, every like six months, the interns would put on a stand-up comedy show, and people would sign up and do the first like set ever. Really? Because everybody was like interested in doing comedy. Yeah. And so I did that, and um, Brent Morin was actually working on staff at the time too. Really? Yeah. Connecticut. Connecticut guy. Yeah, Connecticut right here. Yeah, good man, good man. So um, we all did the show, and it was a small, like, black box comedy room. And, dude, I did my guitar song. You ever see my mailman? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Love letter. <laughs> you did your research. <laughs> wow. I've seen it before on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So I did that, and it went really well. Really? Yeah. 
And you just were like, I can do this. I was like, yeah, try this. You know, I did a couple open mics. I did some musical comedy and then just transitioned, uh, went into uh, stand-up comedy. Wow. So the pinky injury. Well, I guess that was not really, it was more of the work thing. Yeah. I mean, it just, my, you know, I was just probably moving away from it anyways. Were you a funny kid growing up? I think I was. Yeah. I was funny, but I wasn't trying to be. It was half actually funny and silly and goofy and half people just being like this guy this kid is goofy man really yeah i was high a lot so they were kind of it was it was a mixture of laughing at sometimes with i'd say about 20 percent laughing at 80 percent laughing with that's one thing i hate i hate when i do something funny which has not changed by the way no it's still very (laughs) i mean when i was doing the research it was just just even looking you up was like humorous to laugh at <laughs> there's more successful amir kabiris you know that really oh the uh, the israeli he, guy yeah he's well, pretty, i think he went to prison did he i didn't want to start clicking links at work <clears throat> but uh i don't want to spread misinformation but yeah he comes up first and i think he was like in some corruption dealings really <laughs> yeah I no so. i thought well it's funny because before i knew there was in another amir kabiri i typed in amir kabiri in google and it auto-populated to net worth i go well this isn't my friend <laughs> <laughs> What was that guy's net worth? It, I, you know, it it didn't pop up, and I was like, I saw a couple sketchy links, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was just like, I can't do yeah, this. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I mean, you're, but but again, you know, not to not to spill your beans, but I mean, it, it, net worth could have been a good thing for you to come up because I think you know, out of all my friends, we discuss financial ventures the most. Together. <laughs> yeah, we're you literally are the only comedian that I can talk to who, who, you know, you actually kind of know what you're talking, you know, you know what you're we talking get it. about. I mean, yeah. I think we're two young investors. Amir yeah, yeah. has more seasoned lumps than I do, <laughs> but I mean, regardless, I think we can, I think you're further along than I am. I think I can just hold my own with some of the kind of, you know, we can talk, but I think right. I'd be curious to know, you know, you, I think your, your options, knowledge, and, yeah. and all that other stuff is way more evolved. I get pretty deep into it, you know, from a guy who wasn't a finance guy, you know, sometimes that's I can, what's crazy. Yeah. You're a real techie, like yeah, finance yeah, yeah. guy. That's why I feel like music is like your side thing, but like your day to day, you're like techie finance, all like digital realm, yeah, like shit like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, exactly. One thing I, I mean, and we don't have to say numbers, but I mean, the, the impressive thing, like you said, you get you get pretty deep into a lot of this shit. Right. But not only do you get deep in, like with your finance, I mean, you, you've have a history of just completely tanking and like, <laughs> and I, I mean, this guy right here and I'll let him sp- talk more about it. But I mean, the fact that you can make good learning curves of uh, poor investment, I don't want to say poor investments cause we all can mess up, but I mean, right. you were substantially in debt. Yeah, I mean, or it's currently, <laughs> I've done well this year. Really, really well. So you're up. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you ever have a friend who plays scratch tickets? He goes, "I should want 30 bucks," and I'm like, "But what are you down?" Yeah, <laughs> that's how I perceive that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've done. I've hit some major. Uh, yeah, some speed bumps along the way, as you know. Yeah, I mean, what year was that where you you took the the biggest hit? So it's, I mean, from day one investing, I mean, what do we just throw a couple, however much money in that you're comfortable trading? Right. When did tell like from day one till like you really made your first big move that either went good or bad? Like how was that? 
What do you mean? Like how long? Do you remember your biggest first investment? Like one where you're like, oh yeah, my first three were absolute bombs. Really, absolute bombs. And I should have learned after the first one, but I bombed again. Really, twice. Yeah. Um, I remember when I didn't have much money. One time I did an open mic. Really, and I tried to do a set about how I had lost thirty thousand dollars today, and uh, everyone was like, "What are you talking about?" They just don't. I mean, they. We're in a profession where, and it's not like we're bragging. I mean, it's just, but you meet people where, I mean, he's talking about losing 30 grand and then you're sitting next to somebody who lives in the backseat of the car. Yeah. I mean, but they're fine with it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. There's no judgment. It's just, you know, in in a way, what, what I was doing was more reckless than what they were doing. But how do you learn? How did you learn lose thirty grand? Was it an options or just like it was a straight up investment? That, that was an investment, and the company that I was investing in was a biotech, which is already risky and highly volatile. Small cap, small and cap, think, yeah. And I think they had high risk, high reward. Oh yeah. So they had a drug that was in production. Had just you know they were looking for an FDA approval, and they were trying to explode and get like acquired by one of the big you know like you know Pfizer's, and it right. didn't work out. And I remember I was at work at a day job at the time working and i was in my boss's office and i looked in my phone and he's like trying to show me something on screen and i was like my heart just dropped how did you know so he was trying to show you something would you what were you looking at to see the like was your computer your, my phone oh, you had a notification yeah and this was the longest meeting i've ever had too by the way it was like a one-on and halfway through it i saw what had happened and i tried to just keep my head in the game and just stay professional and focused and then like <laughs> like 30 minutes and i was like hey just so you know i i just lost like 80 percent of my like my savings my net worth. you said this to your boss i said that to him what did he look he at? immediately just goes oh i'm so sorry to hear that <laughs> <laughs> oh he probably didn't care at all no because he went right back to what he was showing me that's fucking hilarious <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he was a little sympathetic. But. I've never lost my like, but that's the thing. You're you're almost you're very even keeled. Where that was your reaction. I would have I would have walked out the door, or I would have yeah. I would have panicked. See, that's another Punched thing too. Your pinky Punched my wall, and then I would have been able yeah. to. I'd have to quit my typewriter job. <laughs> yeah, dude. I. Uh, that's the thing, though. You were always you're always going for the the. Like the the long high risk high reward. Like I invested. Yeah. Like my first investment was like Apple, right, right? And it went down like fifty cents, and I sold it. <laughs> that's how I approached game. That's how I approach kind of everything. I'm like wow. you're, and that's that's where I think we're very different. Where I'm such a educated guess, and if anything, saying put even putting the word guess in there is kind of not correct. Whereas you're like see to your pants just fucking go yeah i mean for a while and i don't know i don't want to get too graphic but yeah for a while <laughs> for a while let's i go. was let's uh, get the triple x story going. for a while when i first started day trading remember we were talking about robbie gutierrez, robbie gutierrez. <laughs> it's not his actual name but anyways we were watching this guy on youtube and i was watching him and i would trade oil i would trade crude oil and natural gas every morning really and then I would go and go to work and then do open mics. And so people like had a very, I had a very different life, like days, like up at 630 because, because I just had to follow the futures on crude oil and whatnot. 
And I would have insane amounts of adrenaline pumping early in the morning. Really? Yeah, man. Trading crude oil. That should be like a Huberman lab thing where you're like, he says, get up and take cold showers. I'm like, once you get up and lose a quick thousand on crude oil. <laughs> yeah, crude oil and that gas. <laughs> Natty gas reports. Dude, I always fucking, mm, I would, you know, it just you gets you going. You, I mean, you thought you were going to be rich. I mean, I just thought I, I found a new career that I was like super jacked up on. And I would be trading, you know, and I'd be making $200 or losing $200 a day. And it was exciting and it would be stressful. And uh, does your mom watch this or anything? No. I mean, she, no, God, no. Oh, uh, yeah. So I would basically be like totally Wolf of Wall Street. I'd be like trading crude oil and just jerking off to relax. I remember you said that. You, <laughs> that, was one, that was one of the first conversations in finance where he goes, sometimes I'm just you know, if I'm having a bad day or like with stocks, I'm too stressed out, I'll jerk off to like reset. <laughs> Which I mean, it's like, hey, if you're going to do it for any reason and God's going to judge us or whoever the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, do it over crude oil. Do it over crude oil. And I got to say, what a satisfying feeling is to be fucking jacked up on a Tuesday morning on crude oil. Let's go. Now, are you jerking off because you did well or because you did poorly? Both. I mean, have you seen that what scene was with Matthew nut? McConaughey? What was he's better... like, you got to bust those numbers. What, what was a better nut, though? Honestly, here's the crazy thing is making a lot of money in a very short period of time feels exhilarating. It's one of the best feelings. Right. It's just insane. It's like skydiving. But losing a ton of money <laughs> in a very short period of time also kind of feels good i don't know why it feels good it's like it just feels like something massive just changed in my life i think that's what i think that's the thing you like just change whether good or bad (laughs) that's not a good i mean you know because then you're and then on top of that you're offsetting it by busting a fat nut (laughs) getting back to like you're like two people like dr dr heckle mr or whatever yeah yeah heckle Dr. Hyde. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. <laughs> Hyde. Jekyll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sh- combining things. Um, Dr. Yeah, Schmeckel. Dr. Jerkoff and Mr. Loss. All yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy, though. I yeah, mean, yeah. But so you were willing to just just ditch it all if that was starting to go in the in the right direction? No, nah, I wasn't going to ever ditch anything. I just wanted to get decent. It's, it's like a video game. I don't know what it is. Trading is kind of a game. You kind of learn the moves, and then you see what other people are doing. Because it doesn't feel real. It doesn't really. I mean, it feels like, you know... Because the stakes are really high, but it probably it doesn't feel as high as it actually is. But even in the big gains, how like until you actualize the gain or loss for that matter, I mean, we talk about it, you can get a bunch of money, but if you don't sell it, you're not mm. like, have, like any instance of these wild adrenaline rush mornings. Like, mm-hmm. did you would you sell and actually reap the benefits of that? Sure, but there's also a lesson to be learned there too. A lot of people make a lot of money really quick but they don't sell because they get greedy they think it's going to continue right. going up similar trajectory and then it all comes back down and then further so they end up losing what they thought typical, they made typical gambling yeah so that's you know that's just like you know seat of your pants day trading kind yeah of but stuff. see now with this you know i want to kind of choreograph the story with the intro to finance adrenaline jerk off mornings <laughs> Followed by we got him. We got to get off the jerk off thing. Yeah, we got to move on. Um, (laughs) You hit a a pretty big pit, which I I think you're not to to spill the beans on the story, but like then you hit like a a, like a pit of loss. Oh yeah, you went down. That's when we met. Not when we met, but when I think you said you were down at the time sixty grand. 
Yeah, those were the old days. Those were the old yeah, days, yeah. but you know, I and they got much worse after that. But yeah, it went down. But then I, I as you know, Amir knows I call him this. He's the Wolf of Wall Street for Breaking Eve. <laughs> yeah, which is back. a you know he can be down. I'm a comeback story, dude. Baby. He's a come come <laughs> morning comer. He's a comeback. <laughs> He'll break your pinky. Call me gay. Yeah, but uh, you were down. I mean, what were you down when you came back from that first like pretty crazy deficit? I don't even remember the numbers, but I mean, I've I've taken massive hits before. I mean, for a guy, you know, with my, you know, I, I've told people who work in finance and Wall Street. And stuff I would like believe that. you though. That's the thing. Like, see how calm he is with all the talking. Like, you have financial advisor energy. Where I'd be like, if you sat me down and just started, if you pulled out like a nice leather folder. I would be like, I'll give this guy a hundred grand right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd let him do whatever crude oil. If you just said, dude, I know crude oil. Yeah. Natural gas is my thing. It jacks me up. And I got to be honest, if I'm that jacked up and I make you a hundred grand, I'm jerking off <laughs> yeah, yeah. and flipping it to another 50. I'd be like, let's fucking Let's go. go. Take whatever you want. No, I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know what it is. It is exciting stuff. The economy is exciting. When I went to New York this last trip, I went in December Man, I stopped by the Federal Reserve and I was fucking jacked. Really? Up. Yeah, I saw the security guard at the bottom floor. I saw her Federal Reserve badge. I was like, "You got to be kidding! Is Jay Powell up there?" Dude, they're all up there. Yeah, I was like, "You're kidding me!" There's some fucking. I mean, big I walked wigs. by comedy clubs and I didn't give a shit. You know, I've seen the cellar before, but when I saw the the Fed Reserve and I saw Wall Street, I saw the New York Stock Exchange. I lost it. Your high stakes. I was like, I'm a trader. That's why, see, the fact- I'm here to ring the bell. Yeah, you're doing, you want your own stock. And when I try to talk about this stuff, I've tried to talk about this in shows back in the day. I think I did a show. I was like headlining Santa Barbara and I did this, not to brag, but. I mean, it's a, it's a wealthy area. I mean, as you should be doing shows. There. And, and I, and I did this show and I just talked about like this because it's a big part of my life. Yeah, of course. Um, the set kind of just went sideways. It didn't go great. But then afterward, somebody came up and they were like, you know, I liked how you were so open about your finances. <laughs> <laughs> like how you just brought, gave us a glimpse into your retirement. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but was it good? Was it funny? They were like, you know, it was interesting. I but learned. you make people feel better. That's like, yeah. I hate to say it. I mean, I don't, what were you talking about in that, in that set? Do you remember? Probably just, you know, yeah, what? probably that was probably during the crude oil days. Do, do, but were you talking about losses or gains or just both? Kind of both yeah, out? coming back, coming, you know. I mean, because people can, you're like most comics to bitch about, you know, relationships. I mean, I bet there was a dude in that crowd that just made a terrible investment like a week earlier. And then yeah. you're just like, I fucking lose money. <laughs> yeah. I gain it back, lose a little more. And he's like, thank God. <laughs> God for this fucking kid. <laughs> this fucking loser. That was that guy. Yeah. He yeah, came yeah. up. He's like, dude, he was that, stoked. That kid belongs at the Federal Reserve yeah. with a goddamn <laughs> bell. I mean, that's fucked up bigger. You need to know about that stuff, though. I mean, it's good. I mean, it's fun. I mean, it's fun. I mean, I, I don't even like spending it, to be honest with you. I, just, I like the, the number side of things. Uh, yeah. But that thing, it's interesting. Do you. Like, what fix do you get with money that you do or don't with comedy? One, it's opportunities. I feel like there's massive opportunities, and all you have to do is just learn. Right. And I think when you do that, it's all accessible at your fingertips, and you learn so much about the economy, so much about the way the world works, supply and demand, capitalism. I mean, it's just incredibly interesting stuff. And when I talk to people in finance, and now at this point, 
you know, I can hold my own and I've talked right. to people in finance. They are so fucking, first of all, I love like those, like those traders. Like I love that, but right. you don't find them as much. Nowadays you find like people who work, you know, and they, they manage funds or they work at a massive, like, uh, you know, like, you know, asset management company or something mm. like that. And they are so boring and they don't really even know that much about what I'm talking about. Right. When I go in and I tell them about stuff, I, first of all, I'm taking high risk stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm making riskier trades and these guys are like, like so, so risky. <laughs> yeah, like stupid. Like guy on the side of the road with a jacket saying, I have a good deal risk. <laughs> yeah. I remember I took my mom cause I was like, mom, we got to get you investing. <laughs> I go, we, we went to Wells Fargo. We talked to an asset manager there. The guy was telling me about, you know, he was talking about how you got to put your money with us because we allocate it, you know, between the bonds and the stocks and equities and right. all that. And then he was talking about, you can't just be trading off the new, because you never know. Like, you see what happened with McDonald's? Uh, we, he basically, he was telling me stuff I already knew, but also I had already rejected, for, like, before. Right. So, I literally, I go, Mom, let's get up. This guy, I don't know what he's fucking let's talking Let's go. About. Wells Fargo, are you fucking kidding me? You pay your employees so, this much in salary, and this is the shit they're telling us? Was Get he, out of here. He was too conservative, is what you're saying. Or he, he too, just didn't feel he did. He wasn't. Met. This is my biggest issue with these people. They're not plugged in. Right. They run a business, they make a salary, and they want your business, and they want to take that commission. Right. They don't know what the fuck's going on. I know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> this guy gets it. <laughs> He's in the trenches. Those guys are up in their penthouse taking taking the the moms of the Amir K's money. Yeah. yeah. What I love the uh, fact that you said this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, I don't know what and then your poor about. mom had to be like, I guess I'll follow my son. <laughs> I just forced her to put her money with what I told her. But my favorite is uh during the pandemic. Did you ever watch Davy Day Trader? Portnoy? <laughs> Uh, you know what he, the barstool thing. I mean, I I respect the guy. I, like, no, I, I've saw a few clips online, but I didn't I didn't really watch it too much. It was during the time when everybody was making money, early two thousand one, right? Two thousand twenty one. Oh, it was just a, a <clears throat> chaos. He was buying and selling cruise ships, and uh, and, and he was everybody was making money doing that. Right. And he thought he was a fucking genius. And he that's starts, the problem with that yeah. era too. By the way, we yeah. keep going. Sorry. Oh, it's a horrible. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, GameStop, blah blah blah. Everyone yeah. made a few bucks. They thought they were so smart, and everybody lost in the next year. Right. But I remember when Davey Day Trader turned to the camera on Twitter, and he goes. <clears throat> Warren Buffett, I'm killing this guy. This guy doesn't. He's old. He's out. I, he seems like a nice guy, but he's old. I'm the new guy. I was like, it's because he, he, yeah, he bet on fucking Carnival Cruise. Or some yeah, shit. and then he lost everything. So you're hopefully your mom's money is doing pretty well with your recommendation. Yeah, she ended up just kind of doing her own thing, but I try to sway. Hey, mothers are going to be stubborn, but. I mean, money aside, though, that's one thing I think our common ground. I thought about was like our circles overlap. Yeah. In the tech world, you know, right. the arts world. I mean, I know we do stand up together, but uh, right. You know, aside you're artistic. From, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as is, as are you. I think aside from your you know comedy ventures and your guitars and shit, you do the NFT stuff, which I think you're the first person I've ever met who actually makes NFTs. I don't really make NFTs anymore. Out, are you out the game? And that was the one thing I wanted to bring up because yeah, yeah. I was curious, you know, your take on NFTs. I mean, originally you, I, I remember we're at we're at a swingers and you had a pretty big deal on your plate potentially, and then oh yeah, remember that? Yeah, some guy. I think I'm not to you know you'll explain it better, but I think it had to do with 
developing X amount of NFTs for this estranged investor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like he, a kid. Some child. How come ever, there's always some 18-year-old Mr. Beast type who's yeah. going to just give you money and do Smart something. Asian guy who just, yeah, had But you still kind of do the things you put on your Instagram, if you guys, you guys should check out his Instagram, or his art Instagram, The Kid. Yeah, The Kid. The Kid Art or something like that. Yeah. We'll put the thing right here. Um, <laughs> that is that technically still an NFT or is that just digital art? No, that's just digital art. To be an NFT, I think you have to actually mint the, uh, the you know, the art. You have to mint that's it a, on the blockchain. Right. So that's where I'm – so there's like a platform you have to develop it on in, in a weird – I mean, I'm I'm the layman, so forgive me for not knowing that. Yeah, and I'm not in that world either, but it's actually – it's it just – yeah, to me, it's the whole thing kind of feels like a bit of a scam. I think – and I mean, that's what I thought. I, I But my thing with that, it's like I – it's like when people thought the internet was a scam, though, because like yeah. a part of me, like everybody holds out a little bit, like oh, are we kind of missing out on like the next big thing? Yeah. So that's where you're like, it seems like a scam. I think because it's so directly like related to to Dogecoin and Ethereum or whatever the hell it's called. So it's but, as much of a scam as like Pokemon cards. It's like they're a thing and you can make money, but what is it? What is it? Yeah, I mean, I I, I can't imagine these people who spent like. Two million on it. I mean, I, we know people spend more, but like two million on an NFT, and yeah, then they just—it's it's like it's like worth f- the board ape. Yeah, exactly. You're like you just watched its value get cut in like like eighty percent, eighty percent down. Yeah, that's insane. It's insane. It's such a stupid investment. I mean, but it's a flex. You know, you would get it to say, "Hey, listen, I got so much money. This thing is, you know, I could fucking." you know take a shit and it's worth a lot look at this board ape i put on my twitter profile you know so you're what you do on your thing versus an nft where what like you're basically just on after effect or whatever program you're using to create your your penises and your yeah i do a lot of your balloons (laughs) oh yeah i have balloons Yeah, it's, it's Amir. He's a he's a he's a two two part artist. Yeah, yeah. He's either rendering penises or balloons. But yeah, what what program penis. is that? It's just so people maybe that are watching. Oh, can. I use a huge pipeline for three D stuff. I use Maxon Suite, and Adobe Suite. Right. But I'll go everything from After Effects, Photoshop, to Cinema 4D, Redshift, wow. ZBrush. So I mean, I use a lot. You're everywhere. Of he's got iPads. He's always sketching. I went to the Vegas convention last week. That's the thing. See, it's like. You're almost. I almost forgot that you're such a big investor for how deep you get in other worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like you. You we're at the bottom <clears throat> of the finance. I'm like, oh, this guy's just a finance guy, and then we pop out, and you're talking about you're at a convention for art. <laughs> well, I was at the NAB convention in Vegas. It's the na- the broadcasting live production tools. They had all the latest new like you know post effects and graphic oh, wow. stuff. Like 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 a. Like a big convention hall, and you're just like walking around. Massive booths. Las Vegas convention hall. It was unbelievable. It was so insane. It made Vegas look boring. Really? Yeah. What'd you see there? Anything new? I was mostly the Maxon booth. That's where I was hanging out with these artists. They were unbelievable. And then people I've been following on YouTube forever. I was starstruck to see some really? people. Really? And then they were shocked that I was starstruck. Really? Yeah, because they're just that's a, people. That's admirable, though. I mean, I, we hang around comedy clubs. We see celebrities all the time. I mean, it doesn't do anything for me. I have never, you know, like, oh, my God, there's Chris Rock. Okay, yeah, he's there. But when I saw this, like, you know, Ellie Wade from YouTube, I was like, are you fucking, she's here? You're like, you did that fucking rendering of that horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
what technology i mean are we seeing art mixed with chat gbt like what are we talking no i mean not to get too i don't let me know if i'm being too you know technical people are they're not even listening to this at this point (laughs) this is in the background i mean uh, it's interesting i'd rather talk about you know well the the all your your things have you ever been stressed out and jerked off with art though no not really just just money 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 money's fun Money, money is fucking exhilarating. People kill over money. I mean, people do all kinds of things. They money so art is, is your dessert. Money's the entree. Art's the dessert. Stand up's just like a fucking cigarette outside for you at this <laughs> point. <laughs> cigarettes is just the thing you rip yeah, outside. Yeah. You go, yeah, I don't really fuck with this that much, and then you go back inside again. Dude, jacked up. yeah, yeah. I don't That's know. exciting though. I mean, uh, I mean, because yeah, you're this guy. You know, you think he's a finance guy one day. You think he's a musician. I mean, he he is. I don't want to say think, but and then one, you know, I don't know where you're doing. We're watching TV somewhere, and you're like, I did the rendering for that commercial. And I'm like, what the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> so you do stop motion, or not stop motion, but like you just do after effects stuff a like that? A lot of compositing VFX art. Yeah, I do commercials, motion graphics, animations. Now, lately, it's been character See what you need out here, people? You need to fucking be a jack of all trades. You can't, like, everybody, if you look at your friends back home, he's like, I do insurance. And then you get this guy's laundry list of whatever the fuck, you know, <laughs> one day he's doing shit for the Super Bowl ads or a commercial. I mean, did you do one for a Super Bowl commercial? Yeah, I've done some Super Bowl-related stuff. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's it's admirable, but I think... Uh, no, are you worried, though? Because, I mean... Sorry for burping into the mic. That's disgusting. Sorry. Uh, I mean, you introduced me to chat GBT, and I feel like... Did I? Yeah, we were driving to San Diego. Oh yeah, yeah. You told me to write. You told me to have it tell me a story or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But you were you were excited how it can do th- better things. And if you guys don't know what ChatGPT is, it's some AI nonsense that not nonsense. It's pretty cool. But you know, you were saying how it can help you code and shit like that. I mean, half yeah. the stuff you do can't that eventually do what you're doing doing. It's possible. I mean, they're calling it the white collar revolution, right? Really? Where it's like, you know, all the programmers, developers, artists, poets, creatives, writers, those are the people that are potentially threatened by this. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, because it's like, it's it's not like this machine that can pour coffee and it's getting rid of the bottom. Yeah. The blue collar workers. Your, your barber's fine. You know, the guy doing the radiator. The graphic in car. designer for the barbers. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now that guy, that guy's know, fucked. We don't really know. I mean, I've embraced it. I'm into it. I actually was curious about that. I asked people from NVIDIA to Adobe to Maxon, all kinds of people when I was at uh, the convention. Really? And it's funny because a lot of people, typically when something new comes on the scene, you ask people, what do you think? Is this you know, is this a right. big deal? Whatever. There's always some veteran who's been around for 30 years who's just like, nah, I've seen this before. What the fuck did you, I mean, with all due respect, what did you see like ChatGPT? <laughs> yeah, well, not this. That's what I'm saying. This oh, is different. Oh, Now, okay. with AI, when you ask people, people are just like, yeah, I don't really know. Yeah, because it's that good. It's really good, and it has an incredibly, you know, useful applications. I'm curious, like with, I, I totally agree with you. I'm curious if you ask it the same question. Like, I'm wondering if. I don't know if this is supposed to be funny, by the way. I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> It is funny to me. Yeah. But like if you ask it the same question like 90 times, I mean, I feel like it's going to uh, – not same question, but like creatively. Like it's like – I wonder if it would give you that many results, but – or if it's going to eventually be like, oh, that's a 
that's an AI thing. You can tell because yeah. X, Y, and Z. I have heard that because in schools, people are using it to write essays and do homework for the kids. There's now a counter AI that can identify whether or not you generated that response through an AI. So there's like AI, you know, va like validators or something, you know, whatever they're called. But yeah, there's also creativity sliders. You can go as, you know, wide or far away from the initial prompt. Right. Using specific parameters. It's interesting stuff. But Would you ever use AI to talk to a woman? <sighs> I would probably use it to text a woman. That's I don't what I'm saying. Text. I'm That's not a I'm texter. You have a dating app, bro. Oh, yeah. I'm working on a dating app. <laughs> it, it sounds like we're joking at this point. I know. Everything we said sounds fake. Um, <laughs> but your dating app, I mean, if I was single right now, I think I – and that's what makes me think. I mean, how many – with Bumble, Tinder, it's like – I don't want to act like with girls per se. I feel like girls are easier to text guys because the, no pressure's on the woman. But with like the guys, I mean, have you considered like a response on ChatGBT? <clears throat> I've never. I don't really. You know what? I mean? You're not a dating app guy. Though. Not a really a dating app. Besides guy. your own dating app, where you're the only male. Yeah, yeah, I'm the only guy on the app. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you find a problem and you solve it. He goes. <laughs> Competition is too much. Yeah. I need to fucking get me with a bunch of women, and you're the only guy. And every time they swipe, it's just a picture of you. I, that's the thing is, I'm not the kind of guy who's going to change me. I'm going to change it. You know what I mean? It's funny because I know you, and I, I kind of disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I'm kidding, I see I'm the I see the character coming and going, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, we'll let it ride for a little no, bit. No, 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 just kidding. No, you, you're, yeah. Feel free to <laughs> no, to, to negate that if you want. But I think you that's what you should do though. You should you should invent the first dating app with an assistant called a wingman oh, with a chat yeah, GBT yeah, yeah. filter, so they can be like, hey man, you're kind of getting creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Please let take me, it easy. Let Slow me down. help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, that was over the line. You, you pay for three chat GBT responses and then you pay you get more. Yeah. I That's like a that. fucking good idea. That's a great one. And one of the ideas that I had, I don't even know if I should be but yeah, it was sort of I think we should this there should be a Patreon bar because that was actually a really good idea. I love that idea. Yeah. I mean there needs to be some workshopping going on. Some of these guys are typing in whack ass shit that's freaking what? people out. You know, like a little like side chat, sidebar where guys are like, hey, listen, I think that um, I think what you said was fine, but I think maybe oh, it would have been better if you said, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a little Reddit comment thread going on. Inside the, oh, like, like, because uh, guys and apps are being fucking creeps and shit. Yeah, there's always that going on and yeah. I don't know. You got to fucking play ball, right? You got to play ball. I mean, if we, that's a thing, that's where the robot won't know because a robot would never be like, a robot's would never logically think it's a good idea to send a picture of your penis. Yeah. But sometimes that is what you have to do. <laughs> have you ever? Yeah. <laughs> I'll send one to Mandy right now. Oh, right now. Sorry, I'll podcast. send yours to her right now. <laughs> My girlfriend's in the other room probably listening to all this. That's why we're getting pretty quiet in the edgy parts. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, Keep it down. Damn, so no dating apps. So you're, I mean, uh, romantic. I, mean, I, I have them. I have the apps. But I know, if I know anything about I just about, don't really use them. Yeah, I mean, because I think as a guy like you, and I've thought about it today when I was thinking of things to talk about, I ran the numbers. You you like women that are further. What do you mean? With her, with her distance, <laughs> emotionally, men <laughs> mentally. You mentally don't want, further progress? Like, like mentally crazy. Oh. Like further... <laughs> You like the distant woman, yeah. so they can give a gap, and I think you like the chase for money and yeah. And I don't, I don't know. The other ones don't really compare, but I mean, 
I, I I'm not going to name names, but we can run through the 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 uh, the class. But I mean, you you kind of like the chase, so that's why I feel like the app wouldn't really fare well if your 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 radius would be too far. I mean, you, you're I mean, because you get one girl is an accomplished singer, but not really. One's from a far off land. The other one has a fan, like a child. <laughs> we can get, we can get these out. <laughs> Don't worry. But but I mean, okay, to start over, <laughs> we know you're. I, I just think you know, romantically speaking, that the app yeah, wouldn't yeah. make sense if you're you're a guy. You're like a traveler. I mean, that, that yeah, doesn't yeah. really fare well. Well, I have a history of dating foreigners. Yeah, I mean, you are a not really a foreigner, but. I'm not. A, no, I'm actually. I'm not a foreign. I where mean, do you, I, but where do you meet these? What, like, <clears throat> that's the thing. You every time I talk to you, you're meeting somebody in this weird situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. You're like at a, a music. I, I I see your story on Instagram as kids at a music festival around a bonfire, and he's like, "I met this amazing woman. I'm going to visit <laughs> her in three weeks." And it all sounds again. Fa- I think the the the, the this like podcast the running theme it, it sounds so fake. Yeah, yeah. Like, for all they know, we could be lying this whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, that's true. I mean, I sound like a fraud, but uh, I mean, you're not, though. it is what it is, you know? You're the, you're, you're, you're it's just, uh, you live an extraordinary life. But you know what's crazy is you would never think that just by looking at me. You know what people think when they see me? That's the thing, though. They see, they see an, probably a nice looking nerd, you know, just, uh, he seems like a nice guy. You're just a, a uh, I don't even want to say timid. I don't want to use an insulting adjective, but you are, you're just like a, you're politely there. Yeah. 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 You're not out of the way, but you're, you're, you know, <clears throat> so, but I'm not the guy trying to, you know, trying to make a splash in a room. You know what I mean? I'm you, not, you get in the room and then you fuck with the wiring. So there's, <laughs> You're like you're like a mouse. You get in the the floorboards and start chewing. Yeah. So then a big thing happens because of your brain. Maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, I'm just I'm outside looking in. I mean, that's yeah. It's good I, though. It's good to be the quiet party. I mean, you told me stories of you in high school where, and I mean, his stories from high school. I, they're again, they're, they don't even sound believable because I know him. But but now that I spend more time with you. I can see why they make sense of like, I mean, you used to have this heathenistic party life of, right. you know, in Malibu and Atlanta, just party. I mean, you would never guess that. Yeah, there's a lot There's a lot of discrepancies <laughs> between the way I look and who I actually am. But that's, I mean, everybody, I think we can, it's safe to say people watching and listening, I mean, they should. They should take that not as a grain of salt and be like, you know, yeah. the people you're talking to, you never know who the hell you're talking to. That's true. And that yeah, could be know. good and bad. I mean, you're right. the good at you're the good out, so. outcome. Right. Where they're like, Yeah, I met this guy that I work with and he's quiet, but he took me to this underground rave <laughs> and then had me invest. <laughs> but you're the quiet. I mean, I'd rather talk about I, Dogecoin down there. Dude, I mean, we've had some bizarre conversations at yeah, yeah, yeah. Jam in the van. Right. But you know, I think I'd rather be that guy than do you ever get pushed back when people think, you know, they don't, have you ever had like people think, that's not you, that's not true? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember when, uh, God, I don't even know if I should say this, whatever, I'll say it. Uh, we'll, we'll blurp and bleep and shit. Uh, I used to live, I used to live next to uh, Tony Hinchcliffe. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> on, yeah. You're not there anymore? No, I, I am. Okay. But he's not there. He moved oh, to that's Austin. Right. That's right. Okay. And uh, yeah, Tony Hinchcliffe has Kill Tony. It's a big comedy podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, 
Yeah, I remember like during the pandemic, you know, we were at home so much and I and I would see him all the time and <clears throat> I was kind of having a lot of fun during the pandemic. I was uh seeing a lot of girls and Yeah, you were. And I uh was having a lot of fun. <laughs> One time I told Tony about <laughs> multiple people in my life, girls that would come and go and who I was seeing and whatnot. <clears throat> Basically sounded like I was living a debaucherous life, yeah. just like a player. And he goes, you know, no one believes you, right? <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah. That's a good way. He just cut, he just literally cut through all the shit and goes, no one believes <laughs> That doesn't mean he doesn't believe you, but he at least he's being like, just so you just know. Just so you know, no one believes you. Meaning like, I mean, he could have meant like, you probably shouldn't say this out loud because half <laughs> the people you tell are going to think you're crazy. Yeah. But that's exciting. I mean, that's like <clears throat> the crazy person you see that you're like, that guy's full of shit. And then you see him doing the cool thing. You're like, holy crap, he was telling the truth the whole time. Wow. So the theme of this is <clears throat> I sound like a liar, but I'll, but you're I'll not. prove it to you. You're not. Yeah. And that's a good, I think that's a good thing. I'd rather do that than, than the, the, the inverse of that. Yeah. I seem like a fucking cool guy, uh, yeah. and then I'm lying. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to lie, which is good. But <sighs> That's good. It's crazy, though, because, I mean, the crazy stuff, I mean, the when you tell me all those stories, I, I think how, and I'm curious, like, I've never met your mom. Yeah. But you told me your dad is, like, a wild guy. And I don't, I mean, I don't, you can go in as much as you want, but I mean, yeah, yeah. I can see from your stories of him where you get it from. Well, yeah, that's, I don't talk about my dad publicly. Oh, really? Yeah. We I, don't have to. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's a, he's, I think it was more for just yeah. trying to, trying to paint the picture of who was a mirror. Yeah, yeah. No, but he was a, a vi- I mean, he is, he's not, he's still, you know, I just haven't seen him since right. I was like, you know, young, but but he, um, yeah, he's the most interesting guy that I have ever met in my life. I, mean, I don't even really know him, though. I mean, I know him, but I don't know. I, I mean, there's a lot that you don't know, you know, especially when you're not physically around somebody. But, <clears throat> yeah, that guy. Yeah, I think, but I mean, I think from the stories you tell, I'm like, I think I know where he got that from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't know him either, <clears throat> but... Uh, I mean, because your mom, she seems like a reserved. She's a super, super, just incredibly, yeah, amazing woman, sacrificed everything for her children. You know, ball buster, though. She'll bust your balls, and she'll put you in check. But she'll also do everything for you. Interesting. I don't think you're not a ball, but you don't bust balls, though. Not really. And she doesn't do it, like, out of her way, but she'll check you constantly. She'll be like, hey, hey, hey. hey." It's every mom. Just why don't you, you know, take it easy. Does your mom, your mom doesn't care. I mean, she's probably happy that you do all that. Like, so, I mean, with all your careers, let's kind of step back because it made me think, like, my mom get, pushes back on me doing comedy and shit. Really? Yeah, a little bit. She, Even now? She, yeah, she's really No shit. way. She doesn't care about it. Well, you're doing, you're doing great. That's fine. <laughs> Mir, you think your life's a lie? <laughs> it's all fake. No, I'm just kidding. What do you want to do? Like, moving <clears throat> forward, I mean, I, I think the answer is pretty self-explanatory. self-explanatory like, What's the what's the end game for Amir career wise? Oh, that's it. I mean, I don't really have an answer to that. I just want to keep being, you know, hungry for random shit and curious, and I, I like doing that. Um, obviously, you know, we do stand up. I do it. 
I still do stand up a lot. I just don't do it like the way I used to. We talked about that. The shows are far and few. Yeah, there there are less shows, and it's like at some point. I mean, granted, open mics in the comedy world are you know a thing. I'm sure people self explanatory, but. You don't want to do those as much, but then you're between a rock and a hard place. Exactly. And we're like, am I even doing this? I mean, I, literally last week I was like, I don't even feel like a comic anymore. Because I, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. me and Mandy will go do like an open mic just to feel some, uh, you know, it's like a defibrillator. You know, got to like, <laughs> you got to just get a pulse <laughs> yeah, where I'm exactly. like, I feel like I'm still involved. Boom. Yeah, I um, I'll I'll do this. It's just not like me. I mean, it didn't used to be like me, but I, I just sort of do shows based on whether or not I want to as an individual where I, I'm not really in a position comedically to be like, no, nah, I'm not doing your show, but I, I mean, will do that. I don't ever, I rarely, I walked out of a show last weekend. Really? Yeah. Where was this? It was a, it was a bad, it was <laughs> That's bad. really hard to imagine. <laughs> well, it was a 420 show. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and I, you know, I don't smoke weed. Yeah. I mean, I stopped smoking weed a long time ago, so I don't even like being around it. But when I walked into this small room, it right. was like, you know, bunch of people smoking weed where was this at it was in the one of those uh one of those like small room uh, it's like the place on beverly they have a little like venue. a dispensary no 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 no. it was like a comedy oh, venue oh like a like a <clears throat> one of those like black box yeah like, like, little, i don't want to i don't want to name any of them because they're that shitty but i know but I know they do shows about. on the weekends and whatnot yeah. and sometimes they have good lineups but um, right and so yeah i walk in there's a bunch of weed and i just walk right out i go i'm I sorry i'm not doing it that's a that's a mature move and i think that means oh, i'm 34 yeah dude i mean that that doesn't mean you don't like stand-up i mean at some point we have to be like i've been here before and i don't i think there was a show i didn't do something like that where you're like dude this isn't gonna make me better no and it's no. not about like this like gauntlet of <clears throat> comedy right? and i will say this i you could even argue for me that i i really don't like drugs but i i don't like drugs more than i like comedy i think right which is not good for my career but at the same time i have a strong point of view on drugs <laughs> see that's in hindsight i would want to see the emir go in there and reprimand them yeah i would have if i had stayed long enough <laughs> to do trap. my set yeah, but you know i did one of those shows and i got so mean mandy drove to palm springs and it was so hot boxed yeah. I was on stage and I literally forgot halfway through my set. I forgot jokes. Really? I was high on stage. Oh my God. And it was just stoners in the crowd. And literally before I went on stage, the kid running it, he was wearing a purse with like 500, 500. I mean, no, probably like a thousand dollars in cash in his like little man purse. Yeah. And he was walking around and he passed out little snack sized bags of Cheetos. So my whole set, I just heard crinkling, oh, God. and I was just like, I feel like I'm doing a show for he just r- got for rats, dizzy. Just <laughs> I go, you, you guys are so high. I go, you guys are so high, you're gonna smoke the Cheeto and eat the blunt. Oh God! But anyways, uh, that was the last time I'll ever. You know, with you, it's puzzling because you mentioned this not too long ago that you still get nervous. Oh, every show, it's insane to me. I mean, it's just a thing. I You're get, so I, experienced and you do great. I don't understand how you even have. See now, for me, I'm the opposite. Every it's, show I do, my shows are hit or miss. But I, I haven't felt nervous. Really? Yeah, because you're fucking losing a hundred grand <laughs> in the at five in the morning. I mentioned this to Mandy on on her podcast, but my heart rate is forty eight still. And like so, like like resting. Resting heart rate is forty eight. See, mine's not. Mine's like. <laughs> what are you at? My therapist once 
diagnosed me as emotionally sensitive. Oh, really? Yeah. That's Which a, I was that's insulted by. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, you're emotionally sensitive. And my, do my heart, like, I mean, I don't say I'm like healthy, but like I get worked up easier. Yeah. So like before a show, I can do a show for 10 people you gotta or, punch t- the or, wall work up. or 200 and I feel the same. No way. Like I'll get, if anything, I'll get less nervous for more people because it's kind of just like, all right, whatever. It but feels it, like more of a, yeah, performance. Yeah, I mean, it's so fascinating to me because I haven't felt nervous in so long. And when I get called, I mean, they could literally be like, and coming to the stage is Amir Kabiri. And I'm like, ah, I got to get up. See, I don't have that. <laughs> I have. But and you do so much more than I do. Everything I do, I get nervous, though. Really? I mean, even in baseball, I remember, I feel like in hindsight, I'm like, fucking unbelievable. Like, I was pitching in college. It was like my freshman year, and my pitching coach came to the mound. So I was a couple, I walked a few guys and I was just like, I'm nervous. <laughs> and I was just like, why did you say that to a grown man? I'm nervous. That's just wow. like a thing. And I, I've like, I, I, do you I've, get affected by coffee? I love coffee though. I'll drink. Now I'm like, I'll drink coffee before I get on stage. If anything, yeah. coffee for me, yeah, it gives me energy, but there's more of a confidence effect to it. And yeah. like kind of a clarity thing that like makes me feel better versus like, I don't get jittery if, don't unless get I'm jittery. like hungover or something like yeah. that. Um, but like stimul. But that's why I can't do like anything out of my controller. Like that's why I can't do like pills or anything like that. That yeah. that fuck me up. Really? Yeah. But um, if I was doing drugs and I sometimes take pills, but I love pills. Those are good. Those are good. That's what I'm saying. Like you're <laughs> <laughs> not like you know recklessly, but you know the doctor will give me some pills. I'll be like, ah, I can take some. Pills. List the, all the drugs you've done. Oh, I don't. I mean, when I was a kid, I was like from child from from birth to now. See, I did most of my drugs when I was in high school, and I was like thirteen, you know, twelve to fourteen. I was right. like doing like I was smoking weed regularly, mushrooms. I was, one time I smoked opium at like fourteen. That's the most oriental that's like, drug. That is. That's like an ancient Chinese. <laughs> that's what I'm drug. saying. They were doing that in like dens. Yeah, like an opium den. Yeah, and we did it in my bathroom. That's yeah, you know. <laughs> It was the den of his house. Yeah. It was a, it was a but I mean, back then shirt. also, you got to remember, that was like early 2000s. It wasn't like, you know, there weren't weed stores in Atlanta, Georgia. That's true. We had a dealer. You had to go get it. And the weed was like shit. It was back then. I See, I used to smoke weed back then because it was way, it was more weak. It wasn't as strong. That's so what like they in, say. In college, I, I, I yeah. would, in Boston, I would smoke weed with my roommates and I could and I, I was fine. And then I went to Hawaii one summer for baseball, and I smoked weed That's there, funny. and it was so strong, it gave me my first panic attack. Really? Granted, it was coupled with drinking, but I remember smoking. I went out and drank that night, woke up the next day, and I remember having a panic attack, and I was like, what the fuck was that? And then ever since that day, I tried smoking, and it just finds my anxiety in my brain and just yeah. punches it in the face. and then it's because it used to be funny. It used to be like this relaxing thing. I would smoke weed. I'd go like do draw or what. I mean, I went to school for architecture, so I'd go draw or do some. Whatever. You're good. You're you're a good artist. I did that. I did that guy That's in the awesome. corner. Yeah, we'll oh, talk. That looks great. Um, I gotta pee. But anyways, yeah. Can I pee real quick? I think we're almost done. I okay. mean, let's be honest. Let's wrap this up. It's, All right, it's right. fifty-seven minutes. Um, I think this is to be continued for for lack of a better term. I mean, Amir's going to be on here every now and then. So um, I think they got a good grip. I mean, you're a man of mystery. <laughs> I mean, the way you sit is interesting. It doesn't even look that comfortable, but you've been doing it the whole time. And uh, My IT band is a little tight. Yeah, I mean, 
your LinkedIn is stacked. I do have it. My IT man on my right leg. Like, yeah, me too. It's tight. Now, do you do the hamstring where you put the thing and you raise it up? No, I, I kind of do that weird one where you like lean over and it doesn't even work. But uh, so, uh, I mean, shit, uh, financially, uh, artistically. Hold on, I want to know this, though. Did you, is there any re- other research you did that we didn't cover? Oh, uh, yeah. I actually printed some stuff out. That's what I wanted to, I wanted to know. Um,. I mean, I was going to go into Tech some, stuff. you know, it's just one thing I wanted to talk about with you working. He worked for Snapchat for a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was going to kind of just bleed in with the tech stuff. And then also I had a question how you asked a coworker on a date in that process of, <laughs> of making it not professional. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Just uh, didn't you ask a coworker out? But you were like a contract worker. Didn't you get contracted oh, yeah, by yeah. one company? It's happened more than once. But well, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I, my question was like, how do you? How did you transition from like this is a work relationship to do you want to get a drink? But that's you know, yeah. That's, if you want to do a speed round and answer that in one quite in sense, we can knock that out. And then I also printed this out of my work computer. <laughs> it was Voyage LA. I thought you get a kick out of that. <laughs> oh God! If you guys want to know his song, it's called <clears throat> um, Love Letter. That was the song we talked about earlier. That's a weird photo, isn't it? I did a Voyage LA. It's kind of bizarre. They just send you questions, you fill them out. It's so weird. People brag about it like it's some some sort of major interview. Yeah, it's really not at all. I got kind of duped into doing it. Anyways, um, I think this question I thought was pretty funny sums up your life. Go, how's has luck played a meaningful role? Meaningful role in your life and business and i was like i think that's a huge you just wrote yes <laughs> what did i say you kind of beat around the bush quite a bit i mean yeah yeah it pisses me off when people think you owe it to your college alma mater or like something you know what i fucking work my ass off yeah you figured it out yeah you know what fuck you when whenever they call me from usc i went to usc whenever they call me for money you know what i do what do you do i make them question whether or not they made the right decision by going there Really? Yeah. Oh, so you stay on the phone and make the Oh, I'm like, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to give you any money. I'm going to tell you right that, right now. But here's what I will do. I'll answer any questions you got. I'm going to be honest with you. (laughs) Nobody else will. I don't even know you. I don't owe you anything. And I got nothing that I'm trying to push on you. But if you got a question, because I went there, I'll tell you right now. And then immediately they're like, okay, well, let's, you know, they, they get into it. And I tell them that basically they're drinking the Kool-Aid by being there. They're really? drinking the sauce. And by the end, they're like, oh my God. No one's ever been so upfront about stuff. And I'm like, yeah, if you ever need me, just give me a call. How long are these conversations? Usually I'll talk to people for 20 minutes. Really? And it happens like once well, a year. Well, they're bored. I mean, they don't want it. They'd rather spend more time with you, yeah. the psychopaths, <laughs> asking them questions why you shouldn't <clears throat> donate. They want 10 bucks, and I won't give it to them. Because they have enough money. But what they don't know is that they're being fed a bunch of bullshit. Well, they're also they're also berating people. They think they're going to find the millionaire donor to buy him a new f- wing of a, a building versus you where you're like, give me a fucking break. Yeah, you got enough. You have more money than any organization in the city. Yeah. You're a private organization with more money than, you know, the airport. I don't know. But I, I feel like people are like, you know what? I, I couldn't have done it without... Uh, I just remembered something funny. <laughs> I couldn't have done it without my college, you know, without my degree, the network. It's like, no, not me. Fuck that. I mean, that could be a bad thing too. You're like, yeah, I couldn't have done it without you because I realized what sucks. Like my grad yeah. school, I'm like, I learned a lot what not to do there. I mean, when people make, you're a cooker as well, you know, you like cooking as well as I do. I'm like, when you make a good dinner, nobody's like, you better thank Ralph's for that. Yeah. You're like, no, I I took my... 
Yeah, I did it. Fucking knowledge, and I made that shit. Right, right. You can take credit for that. Yeah. Uh, do you want to plug anything? I don't know if you have any fun things coming up. I when recommend. Does this come out? I don't even know. Um, <laughs> it may not come out. Probably next week. Uh, before he plugs anything, before he, before he plug, uh, plugs anything, follow him. I'll put his socials on everything. I'll tag him and stuff. Um, you know, check out his music, all his art. Plug whatever you want. The floor is yours. Well, I spill shit yeah, I mean, there's, there's nothing. I don't. I don't care if you just see any of it. But uh, doing a show on Friday, the Improv. Uh, oh, Lenochi show. Yeah, Friday. Nice. And then um, something in Culver City. I don't know. I'll, I'll put it on my Instagram if you decide to check it out. But you know, if not, don't uh, do whatever you want to do. Feel free to call him and for, ask for donations so you can <laughs> hear the rant of. <laughs> <clears throat> as far as a, a comedic podcast, I, I don't. Again, I don't know if that was funny, but I feel like I listen to podcasts that are more interesting, and I think that was it. We struck the interesting. I, I mean, I don't expect everything to be funny, and right. also, I don't know about you. I don't like to be funny all the time. I no, think it's sometimes no, no. it's more fun, and finding humor in the moments is more fun for me. Of course, me too. And I think when you're trying to be funny constantly, it's actually annoying. It's kind of cringy. Yeah, that's why when people find out I do stand up, they go, "Really?" I'm like. Cause I'm not like the class clown type. Right, right. I don't want to be loud. I mean, yeah, we find humor in, uh, you know, <clears throat> chat GBT rants, but yeah, but that's funnier than trying to be annoying this whole episode. Right. I mean, you can, yeah, yeah, exactly. But how this is ending is two th- men in their mid thirties that have to piss really bad, and I spilled water or oh, God, Celsius heat on myself. So pee so bad. Thanks for doing the podcast. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Yeah. Bye.